You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. It's Saturday night. So we all know what that means. Sideline Junkies proudly present to you. It's Saturday night. Wrestle Maniacs. Getting ready for Mania, Mania, Mania week. Yes, indeed. I hope you're ready, man. Yes, indeed. We had the go-home shows or the go-home shows, or the pre-home shows, whatever you want to call them this week. Uh, Raw coming from Boston. uh, Started everything off. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things, but the biggest thing was the beat the clock challenge uh, and how this sets up for the women's first time ever WrestleMania main event. Woo, so just woo. saying that alone is ridiculous. But then considering exactly who's in it, which is one that was born to be in it, Charlotte, Becky, who created herself to be in it, and then Ronda, who just beat a bunch of people up. And then ended up in it. And when I say beat a bunch of people up, I'm talking about UFC, that is. So it was uh, a very interesting setup, you know, starting off with the Beat the Clock Challenge. What did you think of Ronda's promo that she cut uh, with the the mic drops? (laughs) She is getting way better. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, I'm starting to love hearing her on the mic because it seems like that, 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 what we always talk about that um that happiness you know she's trying to get rid of that you know she's trying to show that she's so happy she's getting rid of that and it's like it's straight fire and you know you, you can see it burning it's that the anger i mean it's beautiful man beautiful yeah <clears throat> so in one way you could think about it like maybe it was good that she started off as a face and then she has the the natural ability and inclination to feed off of that what's the best way to put it that frustration that she was getting because she's coming out Roddy Piper's jacket great music all smiling happy to be here I just want to do the best thing I could do and be the best champion I can do but then she's going up against uh, a persona that is just through the roof over and it doesn't matter she got her first taste of this is what the fans will do to you no matter mm-hmm. what's going on because if they like that face does it matter if you're face too that's so, true I mean maybe she needed that to uh, to help her find her niche and now you know being a heel is what it could be and then maybe we can get what we talked about not too long ago Shayna Baszler gets called up Jessamine Duke gets called up Maria Shafir gets called up and we got that faction. And then that kind of leads us to what may happen possibly at WrestleMania, which uh, some Twitter followers are thinking could happen where you have Charlotte Flair with a, a championship held high, Becky with a championship held high, the Boston Hug Connection with a championship held high. And the uh, W, well, the sports entertainment for horsemen, horsewomen, 
will be having a Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero moment or a uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit moment in the ring where everybody's got a belt. And then Ronda's got her crew. And they build this up. It's going to take a slow build, but they build it up to Survivor Series. And we find out, you know, you're not fighting to be the last survivor. You're fighting to carry the title and the moniker of Horsewomen. Could be some interesting setup here. But that is providing that Ronda doesn't go that uh, baby-seeking route. Yeah. And do that thing. So it's a lot of interesting stuff uh, going down this week, but. It was it was a good uh, setup, good opening. I liked the promo as well, and everything else about the beat the clock challenge was great. Even though <laughs> that moment where she said, "I don't even know what a beat the clock challenge is." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that was priceless. Um, but I will give it to uh, Ruby Riot. Ruby actually was was a solid star in that match. Her and uh, Charlotte. Man, that, that that could be a match I would watch at a pay-per-view, hands down. You know what's wild about Ruby? I, I, I think she's the best out of the Rise squad, of course. But over the course of, i say the last few months, she's grown on me so much. Because you've seen her go to toe-to-toe with pretty much anybody that, you know, wants to face her. I've seen her go toe-to-toe with Natty now. Seeing her go to toe to toe with Charlotte, it's it's gonna be her time. By if they do another Evolution pay per view in October, it'll be her time. She'll 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 have the ride squad behind her, but it'll be her time to shine, and she she's gonna get a a belt on her. Yeah, I, I thoroughly agree with that. I thoroughly agree. Her time will come soon. It's just, you know, she just got to ride the wave a little bit more because she's in the midst of some juggernauts of of, of persona right now that she's still got to go a little bit deeper into developing. But a- after that happens, man, she'll be through the roof. Kind of like my man Leo Rush, <laughs> who was quote-unquote injured, but still out there talking trash. And, man. I know you guys are going to have something to say tomorrow about him talking crap about uh, Gronk. I know you're going to bring that up. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I got to give Leo a pass, you know. That's DMV connection there, man. I, I got to give him a pass. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, come on now. They, they, they planted that seed for Gronkowski, what, two WrestleManias ago? Yeah. So now – the stars are starting to align. Do you think he's going to go to NXT? I wouldn't doubt it. Do you think it. he'll go straight to uh, main roster? I think he'll go to NXT for a little bit, very quietly. Yeah, I agree, because physically, he's there. That talking, though, that's the one thing he's got to get. And I only say that because uh, there was a show on Disney XD. It was almost like America's Funniest Home Videos, and he was one of the uh, the co-hosts. And I know part of it is the writing um, for some of the, the the comedic. Anybody that watches America's Home, you know, Funniest Home Videos or um, one of those clip down shows, that's not ridiculousness. 
you know, you, you're like, oh, man, that is not a funny joke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And right. that's kind of what they were having him deliver. But his delivery could have been a little bit better. So that's the only thing I'm worried about is the microphone skills. But if he goes through promo camp at the Performance Center and then hits main roster or something like that, or even NXT, uh, I think him and uh, your girlfriend's boy toy can get things popping. That's a temporary thing. I ain't worried about that. (laughs) Does she know? Not yet, not yet. I ain't came strong in my rap yet. And speaking of boy toys and girlfriends, and I shed a tear this week, man. I shed a what tear. What made you shed a tear? And then I had to, you know, throw up from way back. Like I don't even know where you live at high five because WWE's version of Harlem Night Sunshine, JoJo, <laughs> announced. That she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, JoJo, no, no, no. Then I threw the from way back high five to Bray Wyatt because we knew <laughs> Bray knew, like, oh, I'm injured. Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and lock this down. Let's stop the plan <laughs> before something else happened. Let me lock this down because, wow, she put that, yeah, um, honey, I know I'm married, but. I ain't never coming home no more. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bray, I understand that, man. <laughs> I understand that for sure. So congratulations to oh, I can't get mad at him. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> That's almost I mean, I may almost made that decision too. Lord knows you may forget about Nia Jackson. Jojo show up at your door. Nah, because you know what? Don't you say that lot, you be like, what? What? No, not like most girls. I, wh- whose song is that? I'm, I'm gonna say this. I might. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But I was jealous of Beth Phoenix on Monday night. <laughs> well, Beth Phoenix. I, mm-hmm. Pick, let's let's pick just that say girl up, didn't she? <laughs> that would that would that was my first note that I took on Monday night. Beth Phoenix got a little handsy, but I loved it. I like handsy. I was like, I was. <laughs> Jeez, can, can oh my gosh, she looks like she just soft as I don't know what. Oh my god, will you stop? But the thing was, this is a kid show. But I didn't get in trouble for it because I was sitting right next to my wife. Didn't get in trouble for it. She said, "Ooh," I said, "Yeah, yeah." That best, hand best scooped the crap out of of Nia Jax. I was like, "Oh man, oh man, did this really just happen?" Yeah, she did. I, 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 I was. <laughs> I had a different picture in my head. Now, while you was over there drooling to be darned, I'm sitting here thinking somewhere Edge is foaming at the mouth, licking his lips like when he was about to kiss Lita. (laughs) Because he's sitting there Mm. thinking, I wonder if this could happen. Rated our superstar one more time. You know, he show up at the hotel, Beth, Naya, and Tony Chimmel's there. (laughs) Just (laughs) announcing, walking in. A rated R superstar. And then he's like, all right, Chimbo, you got to get out. You've done your job. <laughs> like, oh, man. Meanwhile, all the way in the DMV, KG's crying. But, hey, that could change because you could have your shot if you're a good enough stalker. You know this, right? KG, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, you have a I'm, shot. 
on Monday if you are a good enough stalker. I know. Monday Night Raw is in D.C. on the mm-hmm. road to WrestleMania. The go-home show is mm-hmm. in D.C. All you got to do is be at the gate all day long. I didn't, I didn't got to do that. In the, in the era of social media, hey, Naya, when you hit D.C., you want a home-cooked meal? I'm the man you need to see. I'm telling you, man. That's it. KG, in, in this wonderful world of, of do it, shoot your shot, son. For real. Shoot your shot. Like, be, be stalking Twitter when she send out one of them tweets. And it just happened, shoot your shot. <laughs> yeah. Because they reply to stuff that's ridiculous. I'm like, why are you replying to somebody talking hate? And they're like, why are you talking hate? I'm like, why are you replying to that? Meanwhile, this dude over here is foaming at the mouth over you about to get uh, Samoan dropped. Let him shoot his shot. And why are you at it? And in case Tamina was feeling lonely, Considering that she had no straight jacket on again. Mm-hmm. Killing it with the jacket and the T. I'll go ahead and be your wingman. See, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, man, I'll drive eight hours up there. Space Mountain. Maybe the oldest ride, but it's still got one hell of a line. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm Ooh. talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. Ooh. Mm. Just walk up in there, you be all hugged up, and then I just pop in with the did I hear that Tamina was gonna be in the room? Come get this Space Mountain girl. Semester on ability to show up to WrestleMania in a pink outfit. Like, who the hell is this? I don't know. But that straight jacket has been burnt. Kind of like that vest from the shield that Dean Ambrose got his hands on. Hmm. In a related story, they wouldn't. Have, they wouldn't have no understanding. Show, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we went off the rails early this week. Yeah, I know, man. We we didn't. It must be WrestleMania fever. We 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 got to we we got to pull it back. We got to pull it back. Pull it <clears> back <throat> to the double kick heard rounds the world. Just to set it up for anybody that didn't see Monday Night Raw. You had two young gentlemen of average height. They call themselves the Revival. You have Selena Vega's husband, still trying to figure out how that happened, um, Alistair Black. What I'm going to call a Street Fighter-esque Cyclone spin kick and kick the holy hell Black Mass style out of both of those men at the same time. And I don't... It looked like their heads collided. I mean, that's just one of those, your bell is rung, you're done. You should have lost that match. If double black mass? Come on, KG. That's a natural ass whooping. I'm sorry. No doubt in my mind. I mean, I'm just waiting for them to take Alistair Black and and Ricochet and put put belts on them. Because they came up and they've taken over everything. Like they're hard to beat together. They're somebody, hard to beat separate. Somebody's interfering in this. I don't know, but they've been undefeated individually. 
and together. They beat the Revival twice, solo. All things on paper, a betting man in Vegas would say at Mania they win the belts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a feeling of an early prediction before we have our Sue, 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 Super Show on Thursday. I think that they're not going to win the belts. I think something is going to happen. Somebody's going to run in. I don't know. But that's one of those. I'm, I haven't seen a, a, a sports entertainment, wrestling, wrestling, straight line from here's where I started. Here's your title in a long time. So somewhere it's about to be a crooked letter. And I don't know, but it would be amazing if they just walked in, double black mass, you know, Ricochet does whatever the heck he wants to do. He don't even have to do his his main 850 spin. <laughs> you know, he just shows up. And they win a championship. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Whew. But you know what? If they do that, Will that mean that the Revival will make good on their promise and ask for their release because they took the straps off of them? In that feeling, yes. Because you, you bust your behind. These two dudes came up from NXT and y'all just put them together. If they but were a tag team from NXT, I got you. Right. But you just put but them hold together. On. Just because just they came up from NXT, they got extensive backgrounds in the Indies. Oh no, I'm not. And they they made a name. Yeah, they made a name for them. They they're not nobodies. They didn't just graduate high school two weeks ago and then decide to wrestle and, and wrestle the NXT for a short while and came up. These guys have made names for themselves. They 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 they've proven to be crowd pleasers. Oh, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying from a revival standpoint, from a a, a purist standpoint, you just put these two guys together and to give them a win streak. They're not Goldberg. Now, individually, well, you put them in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, they should be winning all the time for a while. But to just go from zero to championship, if mm-hmm. I was a revival, I'd be like, yeah, that's some garbage. I'm going to have to dip out on that one. I'm going to have to pull, a, as Triple H would say, a Batista and quit. Because <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a little uh, special, to say the least. Yeah, that's I mean, a, and that's... That's wild, though. And since we're going off the rails, talk about special. Just want to give a quick, 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 quick shout out to Ring of Honor and Jay Lethal, who should be in the WWE right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Ring of Honor and a G1 Supercard is, if they're not there, they're almost there. Sold out MSG for the first time in almost 60 years according to Dave Messer, who did the math uh, at PW Insider, um, almost 60 years for a non-WWE promotion that would have been booked um, for, well, obviously it's WrestleMania week. They're going up against the Hall of Fame that night. But it's going to be insane for WWE time. Eric Bischoff's going to be there doing the 83 weeks thing. You got G1 Supercard happening. You've got the whole entire week of WWE takeover of New York and New Jersey and part of DC. I'm quite sure they're going to be all over the place on Monday doing be a star uh, Tuesday. I think they're probably in Philly, if I, if I remember correctly, somewhere in Pittsburgh. Um, 
and it, it, it's it's pretty awesome to see that uh, the Ring of Honor Championship and what Jay Lethal has been able to do from zero to six and reinvent his career from being Black Machismo to giving a spot on most amazing Ric Flair clip that involves Flair, but it's not about Flair, but it's about Flair of all time. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but just think about that, that for a second and then go back and watch it. It's like, I'm pumped for Flair, but it's not Flair that I'm pumped for. Uh, but, man, now he's about to go up and defend his championship. And I know, I know there is going to be some road agents and some WWE top brass at MSG that night. I know it's going to be. I don't know who, but Vince is sending somebody there to scout. And I know that they better go ahead and put that uh, contract opportunity. Like, Jay, you retain the title. Yeah, you want to work for WWE? Here's this check right now. Show up on Monday. We cool, Ring of Honor. We cool. Right now, you need to bring the belt with you. Right now. That's what if I was Triple H, I would go there personally right now. You need to come on, man. For real. And I know Triple you H know, is being inducted, but that's how serious getting Jay Lethal to the WWE should be for them. In in you know something a little bit of backstory. Um Vincent Mann's grandfather, Jess McMahon, was one of the first promoters of Madison Square Garden with Tex Rickard. So, you know, Madison Square Garden is McMahon land anyway, so I wouldn't expect, I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less than Vince to show up and say, let me talk to you for a minute. And who's going to tell Vince, nah, you got to leave? Mm-hmm. I mean, but then you you go in there, you start up a, another partnership with Ring of Honor. And you just got people going back and forth, back and forth. Then all of a sudden you're building a brand of Ring of Honor, which is what we said they should do with AEW. But mm-hmm. you build that relationship. And then you mm-hmm. sign Jay Lethal. Oh man, that'd be great. Because I've been waiting for I I've been waiting to see him in a WWE ring. So what you're saying is it'd be kind of like having Dean Ambrose be a sleeper cell. Like Dean Ambrose is not renewing his contract quote-unquote, but he shows up ringing on the programming, but all of a sudden it's kind of like when the King went to ECW. It's like, are you working for WWE or not? Um, what's going on here, Dean? And the next thing you hmm. know, a couple other people show up, you know, like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins and, and other people that are not on the main roster, but they're coming in bringing some experience and good lifeblood into Ring of Honor which is helping that promotion, giving them a little bit more extra needed attention. Hopefully they, they can parlay into better time slots. And then it turns right around and becomes what we call in the, the video game industry, some file sharing. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you know, helped you guys out and then you're going to help me out. We're just going to pass some stuff along. And that would be a, a great way to introduce different opportunities. Because, I mean, hey, the Hardys are not unfamiliar with Ring of Honor. Not at all. They were uh, Ring of Honor tag team champions, mm-hmm. as well as being uh, 
No. Matt Hardy was MCW heavyweight champion. He was also Impact heavyweight champion right after that. Then they went and yep. won the Ring of Honor tag team championships. They had like four belts at one time. Jeez. And <laughs> speaking of which, you know, there's your ambassadors, the Ring of Honor right there. But let me take that back. I don't think so. Because I know uh, Matt Hardy was in a little battle with Ring of Honor about the whole Broken Hardy gimmick. Yeah, but Broken and was TNA first. It was in TNA first. So I, I still don't understand how I think Ring of Honor was just trying to capture something that they thought Matt was sleeping on. But, you know, give Matt credit where credit's due. Paying attention to the brands that he is a part of and he's created. That's his baby. He started it. He, he kept it going. He cultivated it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the vignettes, all that stuff. But I thought that started right here in Maryland, the MCW. It started in, in, in TNA for real? Yeah, well, Do I got my timeline backwards? Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Uh, well, at least uh, it came to light to me in uh, TNA because we had Broken Matt versus Brother Nero. That's where all the, 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 the best Matt Hardy promos emulated and, and emerged from TNA. Because TNA gave Matt the creative freedom to do with it what he needed to do to get it over. And, you know, the biggest ones is, you know, he's like, and Vince McMahon, you know, was like, what? <laughs> You're like, what is going on? This guy is just off the rails, but you just couldn't stop watching it. No. Um, you know, the, the, the broken Matt Hardy versus Nero uh, Hardy Ranch match that was just all over the place. <laughs> you know, both videos, part one and part two. I mean, all that was uh, TNA. Hmm. Their tour of uh, when they were together to be champions of I forgot what he called it uh, but we'll just say champions of the world when they were touring with the drone (laughs) which is a whole nother bit of craziness Um, (laughs) you know that's when they hit TNA and then uh, other promotions and stuff like that AAA and and stuff and they, they parlayed that from there I always thought when they came to MCW, I thought that that was like the greatest thing possible because MCW always, they always tout um, former WWE superstar, former WWE champion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, uh, uh, that's always the case. And, you know, sometimes just for autograph signing, like they've, they have Bret, uh, Bret Hart almost every year. Ric Flair is there almost every year. But it, it, it's always, you know, you get there early and, you know, they sign and, you know, they may come out and do a little promo. But when the Hardys came in, I said, man, they they, they really going to wrestle? And then I started keeping up with it, catching little clips here and there on Facebook and seeing that they had won the 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 tag team championship. But before that, Matt had won the heavyweight championship, the singles title. And I was like, whoa, really? And then everything, it seemed like it snowballed from there. And then next thing I know, I start seeing more and more MCW posts. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, okay. All right. Now I'm getting everything. Oh, yeah. I just, I love it. The simple fact that they came here and did it. I, I, I absolutely love it. Well, I mean, let's be honest. New York may be the Mecca, but DMV is no slouch when it comes to history. How many years? How many years was a great American bash located in what I'm always going to refer to as the Baltimore arena? One of the greatest matches of all time that I've ever been witness to in person, as well as to go back and watch Chris Benoit versus Kevin Sullivan, uh, that falls count anywhere. It ended up, I still don't know whose idea it was to end up in a concourse bathroom fighting. Because Lord knows you and I have been in those bathrooms. <laughs> I'm like, are oh, these guys, you're not going to go into it. No, you're in the bath. Is that a stall? No, the stall, really? The urinal? The, come, really? The sink? Mm-hmm. Have you guys never been to here before? You don't touch anything. <laughs> As a kid, you told when you go into the circus, don't touch nothing. And that's real talk. Like, somebody had to sterilize the heck out of that bathroom. But, you know, you had that. Ron Simmons won yeah, his championship. Ha- Absolutely right. You know, we, we had all the major, well, I wouldn't say all, but it seems like a lot of the major WCW events um, of the Attitude Era of the 83 weeks and all that came through and was happening in uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Same thing with a lot that was happening on the WWE side of things. I mean, that is history on Baltimore Street uh, in D.C. and in Virginia. That That's just history. It's something you can't pull away from. If you can perform anywhere in that area, and MCW obviously is Maryland Championship Wrestling, so you're already there. That's just carte blanche to get the respect and the opportunity and the spotlight for people to see you and you end up at a TNA, a ring of honor or, you know, new Japan, triple a, whatever it may be. Hey, and look at all the, the superstars, the wrestlers that have been produced mm-hmm. from Merlin alone, Orlando, Jordan, Leo rush, Velveteen dream came through here. And, uh, uh, a soon to be, Co-star for our Sue 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 Super Show. I hope that comes through good uh, on when it's, when it's played back. Otherwise, I'm gonna be really pissed. But <laughs> uh, the Scottish Nightmare, Chris Clow, uh, product of MCW, will be joining us uh, this upcoming Thursday. So we'll have some clout, or commonly known as the guy that was in the ring at the KO show. With the Kevin Owens show sign on his face, I guess, for lack of a better term. Or, you know, he's also uh, the brother of James Elmsworth. So we got some uh, opportunities and stuff. And speaking of people, James Ellsworth, a product of MCW. Can't forget about him. And people that have spent long periods in MCW. Lita, Mickey James. Um... Currently now, uh, oh gosh, uh, I am totally brain farting on her, her name, but she was uh, a in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, 
and um, it'll come back to me. You know, trying to rattle off all these names. You know, I'm not as young as spry as I used to be. I have to use uh, the phone or, or a computer or the internet or something to try to get me some some more clout there on, on information. But, you know, we do what we can here at the WrestleManiacs off the dome. But it will come back to me. But at some point, we were supposed to be having a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> Still a little off the rails. Uh, we had Drew McIntyre calling out Roman for Mania. That one was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll just get that match. Let it happen. We talked about Nia and Tamina interfering in the Boston Hug versus Natty and Beth Phoenix match. We know what we got out of that. You had some excitement. The Glam Slam. Yep. That, that had, right there. Whew. That, I'm Yo, sorry. I, I didn't mean to stop. She's married, but, man. No, but, I, I was trying to glance by that so no. that way you wouldn't go back and, and fall into the rabbit hole of foaming at the mouth. No, I don't care what anybody says. That was raw, sheer power by Beth Phoenix when she picked her up, when she picked Tamina up for that glam slam. I went back and watched it again today, and I said, that right there, she still got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, hands down, still got it. Like, she could have a program and run another six months to a year, if nothing else. Because kids are older now, Edge, he can take time off. He's done a lot from acting. He could take time. What's go on the road and they just put that work in. Why not? Have a payoff and have it all end at uh, SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Well, but how do you feel about this though the moment of bliss the big thing was (laughs) Michael Che and Colin Yost segueing themselves into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal now see that was the part that I didn't like because first of all let me go ahead and get it out the way Braun Strowman on the mic He's gotten a lot better than he has been in recent months. So he sounded pretty good on the mic. Alexa Bliss looked hot as hell as usual. Um, but them putting, you know, kind of getting themselves in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I don't like. I feel like it's 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 sullying the 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 name of the championship there. I, right. I just. I just I feel like it's taking something away from once you add that celebrity aspect, it's like it's a joke. And I don't want that to become a joke because that's supposed to honor one of the greatest wrestlers. The 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 very first WWE Hall of Fame inductee, Andre the Giant. Now some of us aren't old enough to remember the 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 70s Andre before you know he 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 started declining when he had a long unbeaten streak and he was really agile he was taking people out for real some of us are not old oh, yeah, enough he was, to remember he was that. having some serious spots especially some of the stuff he was doing in uh AAA in Japan mm-hmm. I mean wow Andre was you had to think so, about it. if you look at it now like was that Andre yeah and the thing is 
I don't want it, it makes me feel like okay, y'all understand you got this little angle going with them and Braun Strowman, but don't sully this battle royale. Please don't. And it seems like that's what that's what's happening. So I really don't like that. Only way it would work is if they come out at the same time. I did a first two in a ring. And then Braun Strowman is the third. Now, what I mean by that, we know it's a battle royal, but we see them entering the ring. Because nine out of ten, this is on the pre-show. So we see them enter the ring. Braun enters the ring as everybody else is entering. And then they get beat down and then they leave. And then that's how that. So they were in the rumble per se. It never started, but that also negates them from being there as well. Yeah, but I don't know. I said it Monday night. I said, you know, one of them is going to win it by accident, but it's going to sully the championship. It's kind of so. I mean, when that championship, it's going to sully. You're not trying to call us a raid or yes. moment, are you? <laughs> and you? Is that what you're trying and- to? politely beat around the bush. You knew where I was getting ready to go. It's going to be just like David Arquette winning the WCW championship. You got guys that work their formative years, their teenage years, their early 20s, 30s, sometimes even 40s that never hold a championship. He makes a movie and he winds up becoming champion. I respected Vince McMahon more when he won the championship than I did David Arquette. I'm sorry. And I'm a David Arquette fan. Do we get uh, uh, we get, get into a debate about yeah. this? Maybe, maybe what? Jeez. About a month and a half or so ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, no, it seems like really? forever ago. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Might it be time to ask for a paycheck? You know, when you start asking for raises and paychecks, you know, that's when they try to fire you. Yeah, I know. It's a good thing we negotiated and got the boss on our super show on Thursday. So I don't know how this happened by hook or by crook or maybe silent protest or the yes movement or the no movement or the women's evolution revolution. But we got BJ for the super show for Thursday where we're going to cover the best of Raw, the best of Smackdowns go-home shows, which we know we're going to be jacked up for the Mm -hmm. raw side of things, for sure. And then we're going to do some interesting stuff, which I was talking to the voice of the voiceless, Mr. K. Brown, who is also booked for the Super Show. And he's already talking that smack about how we want to have him on the show so he can go ahead and perfectly pick the WrestleMania winners. I had to politely remind him. Nobody knows what he's talking about, (laughs) but he'll be on the show. (laughs) Mind you, all that conversation was happening while we were saving Washington, D.C. in Division (laughs) 2. So you are welcome, Northwest, since we were up in there putting that work in, liberating a lot of areas over there and over near the Potomac. So, you know what? At least we can do. Now, normally we have our 
sideline junkies, whether it's for the WrestleManiacs, uh, Sunday Rise, Tuesday Night Flight, Thursday Throwdown, no matter what it is, we have our business meetings on WhatsApp. I think we need to start having our business meetings on PS4, on Division 2, and just start having full business meetings oh. in the evenings. Hey, nothing to it but I, to do it, baby. That's all you got to do is tell me. I'm ready. I'm there already. I think that's a that, that that's just a, you know what? It'll pick up the morale in the workplace. It'll make everybody yep. forget about not getting paid. <laughs> uh huh. What 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 what? And it'll just be. And you know what? Also, what will kick that off? What? If we all were wearing our wrestling belts at the same time. <laughs> Don't get quiet now, man. I'm just trying to plant the seed. Just plant the seed. It's coming. You should be working working. towards this. 40 or 50% off title. Yes, it is. Be ready to pull. But see, this is the thing, though. My anniversary is coming up. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get that as an anniversary gift. Like, hey, this is what I want. You know, we can knock that out. Well, then you need to put the money in the envelope marked for my anniversary. Yeah. With the receipt in it. <laughs> That's how you do that. So here's a receipt for what I've already bought, and here's the money back for what I've already bought. You know, you know what? That you sounds work. like a great idea. Um, hey man, I'm going to do it. Do. It's the least I can do. Kind of like Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe and what I called the match of Monday night, a.k.a. the TNA flashback. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Two weeks ago, Angle looked kind of winded. Going up against Samoa Joe, Angle was hanging in with Joe. Hanging with Joe. And, And he did a great job of putting Joe over, making Samoa Joe look like a juggernaut because, I mean, you know, it's your farewell tour, but Samoa Joe looking like he's going to choke somebody out just because he's standing there. And then the bell rings. But the ending, I thought, was uh, really good. But the, the the match was phenomenal, man. Yeah, well. Phenomenal. You know, I did. I, I could have sworn maybe, you know, my memory ain't too good when it, when it comes to certain things because around the time that Kurt Angle was in TNA, that that around that time it was a it's a blur because on top of working at night and other things I I don't remember too much but I remember him and Samoa Joe being in TNA together but for the life of me I'm like hold up they never face each other in TNA are you serious and Monday night was the first time but I would, Samoa Joe being Kurt Angle's final match would have made more sense than Baron Corbin. I'm sorry. I'm still on that. I'm on that boat. There's some scuttlebutt out there, man. There's some scuttlebutt. Give it to me. There's Give some it rumors. To me. There's one person that is not involved actively at the moment as we're talking a week out. Soon to be in 29 minutes, seven days away. Uh, He is hard to see. 
first name, you know, rhymes with Jonathan. Not really rhymes, but if you just cut the Jonathan part off. Um, somehow maybe transition into that match. And Corbin possibly could be transitioned out of that match. But it's kind of hard to say because the the top brass of the WWE is really pushing for Baron Corbin to be in this match, considering that the agreement was that Angle could pick his final opponents, but the WrestleMania opponent is WWE's and WWE's Mm. own. So that's why we have AJ on Tuesday versus Joe. I'm sorry, versus Kurt Angle. Joe versus Kurt Angle on Monday. Uh, and some of these dream matches on the farewell tour. But we shall see because Senor Jonathan Cena does not have a match at the moment. And then we're not going to, you can't pop a Undertaker versus John Cena surprise match again. It didn't work. Who else? Who else would he go? I mean, I thought that was pretty cool, though. I mean, going all the way up to, but then it's like, yeah, I don't know. I got this feeling it's maybe going down. And then next thing you know, they, they tell Cena, hey, man, he's here. You need to go in the back. It's like, okay, all right. Well, you know, I kind of expected it to go that way, but it's cool. But we'll see. I mean, that, that's, that's the word on the street. Yeah, I heard. And the streets is talking. Word on the street, I heard uh, Undertaker Sting, too, at WrestleMania. Oh, Sting said there's only one reason that he would come back out of retirement. One match. But it needs to hurry up and be quick. While, you know, Sting has uh, literally one more good one. Taker has one more good one. But you can't just throw that in. As much as it'd be crazy to just have that pop mm-hmm. in, you can't just. You got to build in. that up. We we have to have, you know, we've got to have the service of the build up. And even if it's not at Mania, that could be your SummerSlam. That way you've got a, a marquee match, and then you could run that as a rubber match in Mania. Or you could have a chance encounter and them cross and pass at the Hall of Fame. That leads to a, a Rock versus John Cena twelve month out match, hmm. and then it ends up being next year's WrestleMania in Florida. So I don't know. No, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Anything can happen. Kind of like your boy Batista sending a letter to Triple H, <laughs> which ends up uh, transitioning into. A, I don't know what Batista's losing out of this, but Triple H having his career on the line match. Eh. <laughs> I've said it once before. If you, you're going to give me the cerebral assassin. Give me the cerebral assassin. Don't give me this watered down BS him and Batista. Oh, Trip's uh, careers on the line and this, that, and other. Okay, fine. But you can't just give me this one-off match that's probably going to be 10 minutes of me asking WTF is he doing? So, I, I'm... If... What is this? 
Territorial Wrestling, Loser Leaves Town. And then uh, Triple H comes back in a mask two weeks later. Uh, that would be funny. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to you. If I was going to book it, I am slowly but surely becoming inclined to think that that may not be a bad idea to have Batista beat him. Yeah, but is are we going now? If that happens, I'm not. I, you know what? I'm not saying that 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 would be a bad idea. But now, Batista beats him. Are we going to get more Batista sprinkled in, or is just Batista going to beat him and then you have to? You know, he's going to walk off into <laughs> the sunset. To. No, you have to. Because that could be making the heel that we need on that super level right now. Because he's so over as a heel, he beats Triple H. And it could be, it's not going to be clean. There's a sledgehammer involved, if I had to book it. Has to be a sledgehammer involved. Triple H didn't see it being one, two, three, career's over. It is what it is. Batista, from that point, has to deal with suit and tie Triple H. And he Batista didn't read the, the contract or his lawyers did not inform him that not only did he sign a contract, but he also at the same time was signing a legitimate WWE contractual obligation component to that contract that will contractually obligate him for the next 12 months. It would also contractually obligate him to appear in a championship match. And should he win that championship match, he would have to be on X amount of Raws and Smackdowns. And then he would end up winning the Intercontinental Championship. Hmm. Something like that. Because put him in the world title, that'd be kind of yeah. over. I mean, I would give him extra heat, but like, nah, give him the IC title. And then let him call some serious attention to it. And then, I guess, dang it, I'm not even doing Book It this week, but okay. And then, you know, you parlay that into him taking the championship around as we're having all of these Marvel uh, press junkets with Endgame coming. So we got all the conventions and all that stuff. So how amazing would it be for him to show up with the United States or the Intercontinental Championship around his waist? That's free promotion for WWE. And he can build that, that, you know, he is almost what you would call, you know, the streak ender or the career ender, the legend killer, whatever name they want to add to Batista. And then he's walking around with his badge of honor as a champion. And then, you know, you give him a year run. Well, one thing you can't call him is the legend killer because that name's already taken. Oh, yeah, but, you know, he can steal that, too. He can do a moniker versus championship match with and Randy Orton to beat him. And become, become a legend killer. But, hey, we'll see. But I, I did think that was funny. Did we talk about JoJo yet? A little bit, but I'm I'm, I'm sure you want to jump jump back in it because I really want to jump back into Nia Jax. No, man, we can't go backwards. We can't. We're moving forward. We're moving into SmackDown. 
I just wanted to put that out there again. It's like, congratulations, JoJo. Could have been my baby. Congratulations, <laughs> JoJo. But on an interesting side, though, I wonder if they ever went to her conversation-wise. Because remember when she was on Total Divas and she was training to be uh, a women's competitor, her biggest challenge and one of the biggest detractors was her size. Not in stature, but in height. And then now, fast forward, we have Alexa Bliss, which is pretty much the same height. Right. Why didn't JoJo ever come back? Did she, like, hey, I'm safe to only announce the thing and I'm good? Possibly. I'm just curious. I, that's something I would love to ask. Like, why didn't you come back once Alexa Bliss and some of the other women came over? You know, a lot of them for, you know, May Young Classic, Io Shirai, and, and Kari Sane, about the same size. Um, why didn't y'all come over? Dakota Kai, about the same size. Why didn't you, why didn't you transition back and, and you know, want to put on the boots again? That's a good daggone question. Mm-hmm. But then again, when you also have the Wyatt family <laughs> uh, surrounding you, you really kind of don't need to. Well, that's true, too. I wonder if there's going to be a bunch of candles and brace theme music playing. <laughs> push, push. That'd be extra cliche, baby comes in. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> but I still love it, though. I love it. <laughs> like, it's twins. Here comes uh, another baby out with a Rowan mask. It's like, oh my God, why does this baby have a sheet mask on? How big is your womb? <laughs> Ray Wyatt's like, don't you talk bad about sunshine. <laughs> Changed my life for real. Mm-mm-mm. Man, where can we clone her? So let's talk about Smack. Spun it right back to JoJo, though, I see. No, right, right, Smack right. Now. Smack now. <laughs> Uh, the big thing is Kofi's star quest to be in the WrestleMania mm-hmm. match, which ended up being put on the shoulders of his New Day compadres, Big E and Xavier Woods, having them go in a gauntlet match. We'll get to that in a minute. No, we'll go into that because the next major component and not really overshadowing Kurt Angle versus AJ and uh, the RKO out of nowhere by Randy Orton. But the other stories were, well, actually, there's another story. Before we even get to the other stories, I have one thing to ask you. And this is, like, really perplexing me. Really perplexing me. Now, there was a time when there was a paternity question about a young gentleman, little kid, little guy, real little, named Dominic. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? I mean, you know, he was a little guy, right? You know, little guy, looking up to, you know, who was supposed to be, who he thought was his dad, Ray Mysterio, little guy. Yep. Remember that? Little little Mm -hmm. guy. Then there's this other guy who 
not really little. Now, Rey Mysterio, compared to this other Dominic, Rey Mysterio's a little guy. One or two things is in play here. Rey Mysterio's wife is really tall. There's some gene skipping. I guess one of three things. Or Rey Mysterio may want to have a conversation with somebody about who's really Dominic's daddy. Because <laughs> Like, oh, my son Dominic. What? Dominic, you're like eight feet tall. Yep. Like, your dad has to go up a ladder to 619 you. Did we miss something in here? Was I the only one that was mentally disturbed about this fact? Were you? Let me know. Maybe I'm overreacting. But I was confused. We gotta we gotta go back down the whole line and find out who's who and what's what because it's kind of sorta we a 23 in me I mean I don't know it's kind of sort of like something that was kind of dealt with personally in my own family like my mom's five six my dad's five eleven I'm close to six foot four but that's not too bad well no you but it just took longer naps and <laughs> have more time to stretch out well, your parents could have paid extra, so that way you'd be taller. I mean, you know. But looking at it, now I'm doing the research. And my grandmother explained it a long time ago. She said, you're going to be tall like your dad. I said, okay, because my grandmother was 4'11". But then once I surpassed 5'11", at about, I'll say 20 years old, and I just kept growing, she said, yeah, uh, you didn't pass your day. You're going to take out to your grandfather. And that's who I take after. I take after my mother's father, who was 6'4", 275. Uh, An accurate description of my grandfather. Very tall man, 6'4", about 275. But if you've ever seen old school gamers, the Sandman on Mike Tyson Punch-Out, Oh gosh! How big the Sandman's hands was. Mm-hmm. My granddad's hands probably made the Sandman's hands look like kids' hands. Wow! Yeah. So you know, I think my grandfather, if he swung at you and missed, he probably gave you pneumonia. Jeez! So that that's where it comes from. So it's got to be. We got to go down the line because it's it's an explanation there. If it ain't no explanation, yeah, I think Ray need to ask some questions. Yeah, or maybe uh, we'll have to find out how tall Ray Sr. was. You know what? Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. I can find, I think I can find that out really, really yeah. quick. Yeah, see, you know, start start backing it, you know, down that, that line somewhere. Because if uh, Ray Sr. was taller, then that may be part of it. I can see that if Dominic stays at the height he's at. If he gets bigger than that, like, look, we'll know what's going on. But we know at this point we got Scott Holson, who's out and about. Five for that. Uh, who is doing his wrestling thing. Kevin Nash has a son, right? That's uh, in sports entertainment somewhere in Indies, if I remember correctly. Yes, am I lying? I believe was so. He almost. And then Rey Mysterio has a son. Shane's got three boys down the road. There's a lot of uh, second, third. Four generations that's going to be coming up down yes, the line. Indeed. You know, by the time you know my kids are at my age, they're like, God dang. But that was just 
the side note of the angle RKO AJ side note of the let's get back to this daggone New Day <laughs> gauntlet match note to which they defeated Gallows and Anderson with the up, up, down, down. Defeated Rusev and Nakamura with the up, up, down, down. Uh, Biggie got put through a table after they beat the bar. Yeah. But the big story, in my opinion, was the Usos saying, hey, y'all go do your thing and get your boy in those. That, I thought, was the major part of that. Because the Usos would have beat him. Period. Yeah. We know that. They have that number. It's, it's done. That would have been one of those, well, don't need Daniel Bryan to come in. It's a wrap on that. But they still end up beating Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And I was waiting. Like, is Vince coming out? I'm looking at the time. Uh, you got about two minutes. I don't know what's going to happen here. Vince going to come out. And then they show Vince on the backstage. All right, they did it. Mr. McMahon, is Kofi going to Mania? He said, reluctantly, yes, he is. So, Kofi's done. Now, we're going to end here because we're going to come back after commercial break to the Pillar to Post segment where we pick a topic and then we alternate week after week on who's going to do the heel side uh, perspective of it and who's going to do the face side perspective. And this week's Pillar to Post, to which I have the honor of doing the heel side. So, KG, you get to have fun on the face side. But the Pillar to Post is about Oscar losing the championship to Charlotte before Mania. And that's where we'll leave it right there. We'll we'll put a cliffhanger on that one. And when we come back after our commercial, then we'll talk about it. Yes, indeed. So stay tuned. Hope everybody got their snack run done, your Slim Jims. Got you something to drink. Excitement. Yeah, it's all about pillar to post right now. Mm. You want to go first? Or no, no, I, go first? I want you to go first. Really? Yeah, I went first last week. I want you to go first. Make sure my throat is clear. <laughs> me, 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 me. Four score. And what the hell are they thinking to go? We went from Oscar. No one's ready for Oscar. She's whipping on everybody in NXT. Comes to the main roster, loses to Charlotte. We know there's no undefeated streak in the WWE that lasts forever. I reference Undertaker. Then we're like, okay. This Becky Lynch thing came out of nowhere. It kind of pulled the focus off of the women's championship on SmackDown. Okay, kind of understandable. But then we started to realize if Charlotte's involved in a match, SmackDown. Becky's involved in a match, SmackDown. Who the hell is going to face Oscar? So they interject Mandy Rose. Okay, maybe. But secretly, we're hoping for an NXT somebody show up. Because that would just be cool at Mania. Oscar cuts a promo. Music hits. Lord knows we'd love Bianca Belair to show up. But it could be Shayna Baszler or somebody else. Or Ember Moon. 
returning Ember Moon to give us arguably one of the best opportunities for pure sports entertainment we could have. And that would not diminish Oscar. Fast forward to SmackDown and what was a really good match. But did we see anybody be like, yeah, Charlotte, you know what? You think you're bad? I'm going to put you in a championship match against Oscar. No, she just comes down after Becky cuts a promo talking about what have you done lately? Well, why do you think you deserve to be in this match? Charlotte comes out with a mic and says, I'm going to show you why. Like, okay, well, you know, she beats Oscar. And then they're like, yeah, it's for the women's. What the heck? The women's mm-hmm. title? They're not about to do what I think they're going to. Oscar didn't deserve it. For, for real? She won eight time champion, which is great. It's halfway to her dad. Well, a little less than halfway, uh, in, in truth, to her dad. But why? Is it the consolation prize that they're giving to Charlotte? Because you know you're not going to win this match, right? So we're going to put a title on you. So if you lose, then you'll have the SmackDown championship. Which, again, to the fan theory, is parlaying this setup for the four horsewomen to all have championships. Even though it's a tall order for the Boston Hug collection. I'm going to call them collection now instead of... uh, what they want to be called because they are collecting opportunities and wins that I don't know how these things are happening, but uh, the Boston hug collection is going to collect another win over Naya and Tamina, who you like to call the Samoan slaughterhouse and the Phoenix claw. I guess. I don't know what you would call uh, Phoenix Kitty. Uh, <laughs> Jean Grey. I don't know. Whatever you would call Natty. <laughs> Best Phoenix. Jean Grey. I mean, you know, hey, you got the Phoenix part. Why not? Um, which I can't wait to see that movie, by the way. But who's ready for Asuka to not get screwed over? What is she just now going to be in the Women's Battle Royal? to win an opportunity to win the belt that really y'all just screwed her out of makes no sense to me, but I will say Charlotte tweeted some images of her in a mask down at AAA doing some special training. Saw the payoff of that when she hit a phenomenal, sorry, AJ, a phenomenal Spanish fly. I was like, really? That's what it's all about on that aspect. But for Oscar to drop the belt two weeks before WrestleMania, when they dropped the ball on scripting somebody to come in to have her have her WrestleMania moment, that's not fair at all. And I, in my infinite wisdom, do not see a way for her to have that championship back immediately be without a rematch clause. Unless, and then it would be kind of weird at that point to put Asuka in the triple threat to make it a fatal four-way. But then it's like, well, Asuka's just there for show and she's going to lose it. So, there's no, I don't know where you would go with Asuka, man. They just shot her in the foot. 
So I would love to hear your face perspective. Because of that's course. the real perspective of that situation. Well, my face perspective, I totally disagree with you. You got to put some respect on Charlotte Flair's name eight times, eight times, eight times. Woman's hey, champion. Now, you know, we used to work for ESPN, but I'm not ESPN. I didn't put on a little uh, name bar that said daughter of Ric Flair. I, I understand that, but I'll let you go. I just want to throw that out there because <laughs> big ball drop 3776. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, put a little respect on her name there. That's number one. Number two, this is a good thing because this is going to set up something that has never happened in the women's division. Now, it's real nice how uh, they've kind of shuttled Becky and Charlotte over to Raw. You know, like nobody's going to notice. They've gone over to Raw. Yeah, Oscar didn't have anybody to face, but guess what? Somehow, some way, Oscar will present herself in the WrestleMania match to get her title back. And it's a good thing they took the belt off of her because you're going to have your first undisputed women's champion next Sunday. Mark my words. So, in order for that to happen, Oscar doesn't have anybody to beef with. She has no feud going on. She has nothing rolling. You got to do something. Take the belt off of her. Let her work her way back up. What you should have did to Ronda Rousey. Take the belt off of her. Drop her down a few pegs. Let her work her way back up. Come through with a head of steam. I don't see a problem with it. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoy seeing uh, Charlotte win a championship. How can I ever be made? It's going to pay off dividends, big bucks for the women's evolution revolution. Mark my words. Hmm. I wonder if we should do the same question and then you get the heel perspective and see if you were that confident. <laughs> I'd like to hear you be the bad guy on that one. Well, I, but I, I don't know. See, I don't know what you got lined up for Book It, but I, I just, uh, I, I got something like it's possible. The pitches have been floating around, and a lot of people are talking about Charlotte actually winning the Raw title Sunday and having the Raw and the SmackDown title. At the same time, it has never happened before. Yeah, why not make history? That would uh, that would be interesting. Uh, what I think it was last week when I said I don't see a way that both Becky and Kofi can both win the championship. Somebody has to take the L on Sunday to get the W on Monday. So to, I, if there has to be a sacrifice, I think Becky should do the honors and sacrifice her Sunday and then win it on Monday. Or, yeah, true. But I, now let's say Charlotte does win Sunday. 
are you going to put both belts on the line Monday? Well, I don't know because there's no conversation that we know of from doing a little digging that they're interested in unifying a championship. But then again, we have only one women's tag championship and we see how uneventful that is right now. Mm-hmm. Which we both agree the Samoan Slaughterhouse should have won that. Just for storyline purposes. Because the Boston Hug is just going around on a tour of we're the champions and we did it. Yeah, but do we care anymore? No, not really. You're facing you know? off against the riot squad. I mean, yeah, like really, he, really. <sighs> you're you're being called out by the iconics, not diminishing them in any way, but iconics versus. We know, it became a slaughter. Mm. That type of thing. So it's, you know, I don't. But know. then you got Natty and Beth Phoenix. And just speaking of, wait, this is one thing we did forget in Around the Universe. The moment that Natty had in the ring when they announced that the Hart Foundation was going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. I thought Which that, is that interesting. was interesting. There's a lot more people going in the Hall of Fame than we thought. Because, you know, it's like, all right, we're figuring that DX has got about an hour. And now they, they, they've added some people. It's like, well, God dang. Okay, we'll keep adding them then. A lot of tag teams. Yeah. And the thing is, you would have thought that the Hart Foundation would have been in. To be honest. I now, agree. one thing I was watching, a, I don't know if I sent it to you. I was watching a video of uh, the Hart Foundation and the Honky Tonk Man beating up Randy Savage. And Honky Tonk Man pushed uh, Elizabeth out the way. And he just straight tattooed the Macho Man Randy Savage with a guitar. And what happened is that event right there, the Mega Powers were formed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. I'm surprised you didn't uh, go into what um, Michael Cole would call Vintage KG. And say, well, they announced that. But are they going to put Davy Boy and Brian Pillman in as part of the Hart Foundation? <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say that. I what? you're like, I know KG's got to be thinking just like he did with DX. No, but uh, see, everybody going in. Yeah, well, that's a good. But see, when you think of the Hart, now that's called the New Hart Foundation. Same people. No, see, it's a difference. The New Hart Foundation, the Hart Foundation, are two different entities. Because if you yeah. do you do the Hart Foundation, that's Jimmy Anvil, Nyhart, Bret Hart. When you do the new Hart Foundation, you got Brett, Anvil, Owen, Pillman, David Boy Smith. So I mean that, that, you're not I getting on trying to make this see, that's what I was saying. I know you try to make this this distinction. But under what you just said in names, Owen is in by yeah. proxy. You just slide it up in there. Yeah. And you know what? This extra one's for my brother Owen. Just slide it on in there, man. But you're supposed to let it just roll. You're supposed to, but you know, 
all intellectual properties that that's associated with Owen Hart, his widow Martha is not letting that go down. Yeah, but Hart Foundation that he is just you know Brett owns the he gets the 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 ring, and then he has a bonus ring that he can do with it what he pleases. He could talk about Owen all day long. Everybody could talk about Owen all day long. She's not disputing that. Owen stories. Owen is just, I mean, China's getting in. Come on. <laughs> get get Owen in. If that's how you have to slide him in, and then give him a two-timer. And China's, China's supposed to go in. China should go in by herself. By herself in another year. Because in this era of women's evolution, name another woman that came before this era that could come back and dominate over everybody that doesn't already have a ring. Yep. So now I'm surprised that my girl Victoria is not in this year. I thought she would be a CUN, especially since everybody in their mom was getting in. Yeah. But maybe next year, maybe next year dream match. Beth Phoenix versus China versus Nia Jax. Oh, China went all day long. Just with the carnage. I think that's three women that'll leave it all out there. You could give them oh yeah. 20 minutes and two commercial breaks. Now, now, just to be clear, for the, the, the biggest butt whipping, I'm talking like original DX China. Pre-operation China. When she was just just a beast. Just like she looked like she would beat Brock Lesnar trying. Uh, <laughs> what does Steve Harvey say when she 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 got so many muscles? It's just whap, 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 whap. that's all it is right there. It's just muscles on top of muscles. She didn't say much, mm. but she just kicked ass, and that was good enough. Ask Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Latino Heat. <laughs> Ask Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Ask Chris Jericho. Yeah. And legitimately, she had guys scared to wrestle her. Mm-hmm. Not because she was a bad wrestler, not because she intentionally hurt you, but you knew that she could legitimately beat you. Mm-hmm. She was good at her craft. Ah, oh, man. Um, I know it's rough, man. I, it's like... You wish things could have could could have gone a different way. I, I I would love for her to actually you know be here. Yeah, to be a part of that man. That that's just one of those tragedies. You can't ask you know say anything more about it. It's just one of those tragedies. There's nothing overshadowing it per se because everybody makes their own decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, if she wanted to do an adult career, I mean, this is at an age where an adult career made a family billions of dollars in the Kardashians. One yeah. video and an intelligent mom made an entire family billions of dollars. Just think about that. One video, <laughs> leaked video, and a smart mom. Billions of dollars. It's like and and I, I don't I mean I no I can't really say that but 
you would almost think it would be a smart idea to go out and make a video and find a smart mom to get billions of dollars. But <laughs> that's, you know, one of those, uh, whoo, the stars align type of thing. But, yeah. you know. And the thing is, her husband actually acknowledged it. What do you say? And in, in, in the song click, my girl famous mm-hmm. all because of home movies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Billions of dollars. Like you have no job, even though they created Dash and and stuff like that. Now they have like you know I guess I don't know what kind of career. Um, or you can call keeping up with the Kardashians a, a career that could be a job per se. I don't know, but he wouldn't exist at this moment if it wasn't for the Kardashians this day and age. Nobody would know the the name Andy Cohen. <laughs> uh, nobody would be paying attention really to Ryan Seacrest um, to the nth degree. You know, for a long time, you're like, Ryan Seacrest producing it. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we gotta watch. Uh, I mean, it's just so many things. So many things. It's like, oh my gosh. But, there we go. Off the rails. Talking about some Kardashians. But, I, I mean, to be quite honest, I'm just waiting for the bombshell to drop when it comes to the Kardashians. Which bombshell? That Chloe's actually OJ's daughter. No, nah, they, 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 they thought they did a blood test for that. No, nah, she said she wouldn't do it. Last I heard, she wouldn't do it. I, but, I mean, me personally, I can't stand none of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why you got, why you got to be hating on the Kardashians, man? Because the simple fact that they're just like if it was a wrestling thing, they'd be like uh, the equivalent of the McMahons and the machine. No, no, the pro- product no. of a machine. Yeah, product. But for 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 lack of a better term, as a parent, I'm not gonna whore my daughter out. Well, but at the same time, you either react to a situation or you own a situation. Yeah, but I mean, you went out there. It is what it is. It's out there. Ask uh, Paige. It's out there. You go do one of two things. You gonna react to it and just deal with it, or you can own it and now you got a movie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it didn't hurt Paige none. She just took the changed the narrative. Oh well, it hurt Paige herself because I mean, you know, that was. Whew, um, <laughs> That was some stuff you may not want people to understand that you was getting involved in. Hey, guess what? Xavier Woods. Uh, it, it, it didn't hurt Paige down, none. Down for real. It didn't <laughs> now, hurt me none. Now. <laughs> now. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. I just, like I said, you know, smart mom changed the narrative. And now you have to really think and have that in the forefront of your conversation to even, or, or have, you know, it put in a, uh, rap lyrics for you to be like, Oh yeah, that's right. She was in a video. Wasn't she? Cause you forget now there's so much else going on. You know, the only, w- the, you're focusing more on Tristan and Chloe than you are anything else. We forgot about Scott black China's ain't even getting child support anymore. You know, it's like, <laughs> Uh, it's like all these, you know, things are going on. And you're like, oh, that's, can we have a video? That, that that's a, that's another name that you make you like. What are you famous for? 
What, what, what do you? Who, who are you? Like, hey, that Cardi B was on the same bubble, but she pulled the Becky Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> she reinvented herself. Yeah, now she kind of is like Bill Cosby, allegedly. So it, no, no, that's not allegedly. She admitted it. That's not no allegedly. <laughs> she admitted it. And well, you know, she could have. She could have admitted something and not at all the same terms, but who knows? I don't know. That's, <laughs> this is I, the, I have to be there. This, and, um, to find <laughs> this is the wild part about it. When it comes to uh, Black China, uh, the Kardashians, um, Cardi B, uh, 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 it's another one. Um, it's some rapper's baby mother. I don't uh, Whoever G Herbo's or whatever his name is, his baby mother, and she had a little video where she was, this lady complimented on her on how beautiful she is. Now, she's a beautiful woman. She's very beautiful. And she asked her, was she famous? She told her no. But then she came back to the camera and said, you know, F out of here. You don't know who I am. I don't know who you are. So, I mean, uh, things like that, I asked, who are these people? And my middle daughter, she's should be twenty one this year. She tells me I'm a hater. I said, "How you figure I'm a hater? I don't know none of these people." Hate, hate, hate. I I don't sit on Twitter for seventeen hours a day watching these people lives or Instagram live and watching these people lives. You know what I watch when I'm on Instagram live? You know whose lives I watch? I watch anything with Scottie Pippen, any wrestler, any uh old Chicago Bulls stuff that I, I like to send out to everybody and remind them how great we once were. Um, <laughs> anything sports related, anything cooking related is what I'm watching. I'm watching things to make myself better. I'm watching things to build this brand with my brothers. I'm, I'm trying to build, I'm all about building the sideline junkies as a whole and everything that comes underneath that umbrella. So yeah, I don't know who these people are. Like, what are you famous for? What have have you have you found a cure for cancer? Like, why are they following you around? I don't know, man. I, and, I, it's just a different different day and, and age. I mean, that's how I feel know. about the Kardashians. What have you done to make life better? Your your your. That's that's a big that's a big uh, statement or a question though, because there's still a lot of celebrities that haven't done anything to make lives better. You, you, you know what I'm focused on right now when it comes to celebrities? I got some of the best news, excuse me, celebrity news in the last week that just made my heart smile. They're making a psych two. <laughs> James Rode, Dulé Hill, let's get it. That's That right there, that's what I'm focused on right now. If it ain't that psych is, related, is. I'm good. Wait a minute, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's where you stop. You, we're not stopping at the fact that uh, Chris Helmsworth is ushering in Deadpool into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're not, you know, getting geeked out, trying not to watch trailers of Endgame. Um, you're not laughing at, wait a minute, is Shazam out? Like, who cares? Um, you know. <laughs> you're not watching trailers for people to actually break down the understanding and the layers of us you know what I, I refuse to because no it's only certain people that can break down that movie and I had to explain that to my wife I said everybody running around talking about it was stupid it was stupid guess what 
you didn't pay attention to the movie because everybody said Get Out was stupid. But I was in yeah. the Get Out when I first watched it, and I got the concept the first time I watched it. So if you, that's the way it is with a Jordan Peele movie. You got to pay yeah. attention. It's a message yeah. in there. Layers upon layers upon layers. And it's, it's worth watching a second time. Yeah. But more importantly, you are not geeking out. And Lord knows I like psych. You know, day one was down with it because it had my man Corbin Burnson in it. <laughs> but we are, what, less than three weeks away from winter coming? I'm b- Speaking of. I'm binge watching. Speaking of, and I know I was waiting, waiting, waiting. To have this conversation with you, my 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 man, my fellow compadre, my sideline junkie brother, you are not still in shocking withdrawal and 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 mind blownness of winter and legitimately winter because it started snowing Ugh. happening in The Walking Dead. That ending. You talking about sight? Well, hold on, time out, time out. Because now, see, you brought back something I've been trying to suppress. No man, no. Tim Ross should have been just jumping out out of the screen. You know, you killed him. You killed him. By God, as my witness, you killed him. I was not expecting that level of you know, like maybe you know they they did a blood trail. Or something, but yo, yeah, yeah, you, you know what, yo, see, net, 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 yo, Rosita, Rosita was <laughs> oh, pregnant. Ah, no. Oh, no, Eugene gonna kill everybody. I had a whole entire epic meltdown last Sunday, and I watched the episode twice. I didn't go to Man, bed I love until Christmas Serratos. Sexy, my heart. I didn't go to bed till 2 a.m. Dude. I was like, what? But, but wait, think about this. Think about Carol. That's the fourth child she's in laws. I know. Four. Now, one of them she had to take out herself, but that's the fourth child she didn't lose. And here's the funny thing I had put the pin on Carol to get killed off four times. I was like, God dang. I, I, she I, just will not die. She doesn't and I to. love Carol. I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> Melissa McBride's character needs to go away or anything like that. I'm just saying that it seemed like in the situation, like, man, they're about to kill off Carol. Dang, I got to get mentally prepared. I was not ready for this. No. I know Big Zeke was losing his mind. You know, uh, where's Morgan? That's one of the times Morgan need to come back. Yeah. You know, and you need to link up Morgan because somebody got to pick that staff up. I would have been like, God dang. If they would have killed Jerry too, that'd have been it. I'd have been done. You know what? Was, that's old school walking dead cliffhanger, and that is not even the finale. Nope. The mid season finale. Well, this is the end of the season finale tonight. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, end of the season finale. God bless. And they started off people like, I don't know if it's gonna be that good, but my goodness. Mm. Gee, me Christmas. Woo. Now I thought wholeheartedly that she was going to kill Jerry. I said, if she kills Jerry, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I find myself just, running around saying, for reals? 
I love Jerry's character. I just didn't see the the time jump. And they had clues in it, if you go back and watch it, that it was a time jump. Mm -hmm. Because when Alpha said, oh, where's your wife, Carol? I mean, uh, uh, the queen. I I would love to meet her. I'm like, how are you going to meet her if, you know, it's like, right, that was one of them, speaking of Jordan Peele, you know, one of those us get out moments. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you should be hearing the, the, the clinkling going on, you know, that get out. That's a problem afoot. Mm-hmm. Man, my man just went to fix a pipe and they killed him. <laughs> but not only that, like, what did Alpha say? Can you point me over to the clothes tent? Because it's going to be a harsh winter. Yep. Did, again, didn't get it until you saw the snowfalls. Like, it, it brought it full on. circle. Were y'all paying attention trying to little, little slide in and capitalize on Game of Thrones? <laughs> so we go from Winter is coming finally after seven seasons. These fools talking about winter is like, God dang, it ain't snowed yet. Jeez, what the heck, man? To winter coming and then winter coming, <laughs> you know, because this, if correct me if I'm wrong, but this is also the first time in The Walking Dead that we've had winter. Yes, you've had like a, a true cold? winter, yeah, but not like this where you got yeah, snow yeah. on the ground, no, uh, actual storms brewing. Yeah, so they 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 pulled uh, intelligently smart and big props to uh, Gimple and, and the Katero and everybody else on the show. And yes, sorry wrestling fans, we kind of did go way off uh, to the beaten path. But <laughs> I've been waiting, waiting because I didn't get a chance to desensitize myself watching Talking Dead because Enter the Badlands came on, which is still a great show. Yeah, it is. I kind of need to get caught back up on a guy on DVR. I just got to watch it, but. I get a chance to find out and deal with talking, uh, talking dead. And, you know, it's one of those times where you, I know it's sad to say, but you need Chris Hardwick in that moment. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It can be annoying sometimes, but that's one of those times like, man, I need, I need Hardwick, man. I can't deal with this, man. I, I got to wait until freaking Saturday to talk about this. <laughs> I got on Twitter right after the episode went off. And when I got on Twitter, everybody said this is where we need Talking Dead to decompress, bring everything back full mm-hmm. circle because everybody's destroyed. Yeah, man. Like that was. I mean, it's smart not airing it, right? Because you, you, you with this being the, the the show before the show, you needed a moment. But I needed that, you know, that segment of you know, let's let's take a moment to remember those that we lost. I need the music. <laughs> I need the ending, you know. All of you, we have lost. You may have been this, you know. I needed that, you know, that segment to really get where I needed to be. Like, God, I can't believe that, man. But see, that 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 whole thing, like when Jesus died, I was messed up for about two weeks. Jesus in the walk of dead, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> we're not that old. <laughs> we're not that old. Somebody be like, wait a minute, was dead when Jesus died? Like, God dang, we all go, you know, Easter is coming, but God dang, Jesus died? I t- <laughs> like, I, I, I literally walked around. Yeah, that was that was crucial. I was like, wait a minute, they killed Jesus? Yeah. Why they kill Because you forget, you know, like I said, the beginning of the, the season was so, I wouldn't say happy-go-lucky, but it was so not typical Walking Dead mm-hmm. where you they, 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 they pulled a swerve. You know, because we got punked. 
like, oh, man, people are safe. Man. Oh, they got through that, man. They made it through. You know, the whispers, they survived. Jesus died. All right. I guess I could kind of take one person, you know, but they was a Samoan slaughterhouse. I, I, I was walking around. My wife said, what's wrong? I said, I don't want to talk about you. She said, come on, tell me what's wrong. Jesus did. They killed Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's it. She's like, wait a minute, you at the church? Like, no, but Jesus is dead. <laughs> and what about that scene when Daryl's like, don't look. No, and he tried to shade it, you know, the shade her face. And I'm like, oh, no, they didn't kill him, did they? Oh, please tell me no, Carol. No, Carol. Like, oh. like that, that whole thing was just. I immediately man, lost. That, it. That's real G. Alpha, that's real G. She's going to die. That's worse. She'd have beat out the governor. Mm hmm. And everybody else, like Rick, that's the moment where we need to see, you know, the the wet hair, Rick looking like he about to cry, holding a gun, you know, out there, almost a gangster style. Talk about Carl. Actually, no, I'm not not even that. Lori, Lori, you know, that is that's what the only thing we were missing from that was Rick Grimes tearing up with the wet hair. You know, it's like dang. Nobody's really thinking about Glenn right now. Oz, be sorry. And Lauren Cohan, that's messed up. You need to do a special uh, comeback. Lord knows I like Whiskey Cavalier. Great show. But no, you need to uh, pop back over there and show up on this because that's messed up. You can't be incognito and everybody just got hammed. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Negan, you need to be let go. If they don't go to Negan and say, yo, for real, we need you to get this thing Come on, man. We're going to let you use a toilet and everything. Negan, for real, you need to come out here and put this work in. You know what? That's the same thing I said. I said, you need to give him Lucille and let him go to work. Michonne would be like, I ain't got time for this. Go ahead. Because at this moment, Judith is next. Because you know the scuttlebutt is that uh, Michonne may be leaving. I've heard that, but I, 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 I if that happens, that's two kids now that is in. I mean, I ain't ready for that, man. Well, you still got. I mean, you can't. How can you let Michonne go? You still got Judith. You got RJ. Come on. That's what I'm saying. That's two kids. Yeah, you you, you can't. <laughs> kids are not safe for the show right now. <laughs> Edith wasn't that old, man. No, that's Carl, girl. And the thing you know, she she was supposed to be protected by Carl. And, but the thing is with Judith, Judith is gonna wind up taking over and running everything. She's already smart. Man, we need to fast forward to when Judith is like 30. And she she just running it. <laughs> oh man. Man. Oh. I thought I had got over it. Um I'm, I'm I'm still hurt. Sorry, man. I I didn't mean to bring it up, man, but I've been waiting a whole week to talk about that. With somebody that actually watches the show like I do and was just done. Done, son. Like done. For for the episode, the season finale tonight. I've I think I've is already tonight yet? Yeah. Oh god. Well, I, oh god. I can't handle it, man. That's tonight, man. I, I can't watch that tonight. I, Maybe I can. I don't know. I got I'm gonna go get me a piece of stuffed salmon, a baked potato, some asparagus. I'm gonna sit down Dude. and I'm gonna enjoy it. Norma Reedus already said that the ending of this one is off the maracas. Oh Lord, man, I can't, I can't. That's too much, man. Oh, I'm, I'm be crying. You gonna have me crying on WrestleMania? 
What kind of crap is this? Yeah. Yeah. Winter is coming. See, winter is coming. My voice is already cracking because somebody's going to die. And oh, something that I heard that was from the comic book. Instead of it being Henry, it was actually supposed to be Ezekiel. I can deal with that. I can't. Now I got I got my my uh, King Ezekiel pop. So I mean I, I say it was up to the king every morning, but um, just that it's like man, a young love. She was filthy and you know from the streets. You know you can see the correlation here. You know, and a lot of these old movies, you know, and, and he's like the established kid coming from a kingdom. He's a prince. And she just, you know, was this honey? Uh, you know, just a peasant girl. You can make a Disney movie out of this <laughs> without the killing. Oh, they did. It's called Snow White. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they killed him. And here comes Jim Ross. I said, man, I should have tweeted Jim Ross. Jim, you should have been on this. For real. You should have did a clip of that scene. And you should have been, by God, you killed him. And then y'all stone cold for 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. And just with the Jim Ross joke, we are going back to wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, to talk about our... I don't even know who my superstar of the week is now, man. God dang it. It's about to be Alpha. <laughs> blowing everybody's mind. Man, jeez. Uh, I can't. Wow. Alpha got to go. I'm sorry. Like, it was. Wow. Uh, I never hated a villain more than her right now. I don't I, I don't know. That, I don't know. Because I hated the governor. But I hated. But me. the governor had had purpose and thought yeah this thing was you know my daughter's dead i'm just trying to keep this place together y'all can be cool with us and we and everything could be cool well yeah i'm gonna feel up uh maggie mm-hmm. sorry but everybody was thinking about doing the same thing i'm just saying i'm just doing it but i may pop you know glenn in the eye and may get a little busted out but that's not that bad well, I said it last Sunday. I've I've never been more shocked and on the verge of tears from a Walking Dead episode. I was hurt with Glenn and Abraham. I was hurt when Rick went away. I'm always hurt with a death, but I had the most I've ever been hurt was when Herschel died. When Herschel died, yeah. I found out I wasn't the only one, but I shed tears. Yeah, that was rough too. Herschel was that dude, man. The moral compass of the show. Exactly. And then he goes out like that from the governor. I was like, you got to take him out. And I hated the governor so bad. Now, Negan, I I, I, I hated Negan so much that I actually, he, he's you like. Hate Negan. You thought that was some real G stuff right there. Yeah. My man rocked that eedy, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> when you saw Glenn's face, you're like, I'm not going to lie. He belonged in Tekken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's in Tekken. But that was, that was hardcore. And, you had, but, I give his props on that whole scene. He was like the way I used to feel about Triple H. I hated Triple H so much that he became one of my favorite wrestlers because I'm like, I can't hate him anymore. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Negan is, for the lack of a better word, my type of asshole. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, being one myself, I mean, I can only love another one. So that's what it is with Negan. But Alpha... 
I think Alpha just passed. She just passed the governor as my most hated villain in The Walking Dead. Are we going to attribute the women's evolution and revolution for that? Just saying. <laughs> hey, hey, you might have to. Take a page, Ronda Rousey. Take a page. Because That could be the direction you need to go in. And th- didn't you get that Vicky Guerrero vibe from her sometimes? Like, if she was to yell, excuse me, you'd think, like, everybody would just start shooting each other. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. And she had those looks sometimes that Vicky would have, and you just wait and just know that excuse me is coming, and everybody's just going to boo the crap out of the building. But, hey. So, <sighs> superstar for me, of the week. I got it. It's only one person it can be. Just for some levity. My superstar pick of the week. And I hope you're ready. Because when you hear it, you're going to laugh. And then after you laugh, you'll be like, yeah, I understand. Jojo. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> told you <laughs> that's, like, that's about it that's all you got sunshine god damn Woo. baby <laughs> I ain't gonna be married to you no more like god dang <laughs> like what all you did was went the raw yeah that's all it took well Woo. my superstar of the week <laughs> Jojo no <laughs> I mean as always Nia Jax but I mean but as far as for the WrestleManiacs, my superstar of the week is Charlotte Flair. I mean, to come in and that that match with Oscar was an absolute barn burner. Dare I call it the highest of highs, slobber knocker. Mm. That they put on a show. And, you know, honorable mention to all the women on the rosters. SmackDown, NXT, Raw, every female that's been a part of this women's revolution, evolution, because for the first time in history, the women will main event WrestleMania. And I think it's deservedly so. No doubt in my mind. But Charlotte Flair is my superstar of the week for becoming her, The I'm sorry, for becoming the eight-time Women's champion, and let me let me let me get it right so I get that tally right. Uh, oh, where she at? Where she at? Where she at? Uh, geez, because she's been the Raw Women's Champion, the Divas Champion. Of course, I can't find all her championship rings. <laughs> Only me. Up oh, here we go. She was the NXT Women's Champion, the Divas Champion, four-time Raw Women's Champion, and a three-time SmackDown Women's Champion. There it is. And that's a nine-time champion, to be exact. I mean, they don't want to count NXT, but... And she's what? Maybe five, six years in a business? Including NXT? 32 years old, young. Well, 
unless you really want to count. Uh, Makes me a male cougar, but you know that's all good. <laughs> I can deal with that. Unless you really want to count WCW. She she had a championship with WCW. Well, she didn't have a championship, but her first appearance was at the age of fourteen. And no, WCW. No, 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 I wouldn't count that. No, 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 because at that point there was only one Flair that was uh, on, on the radar. That was Reed. 2012. So she's been in the business seven years. She signed her contract yeah. uh, in 2012. Well, we'll say six because I wouldn't count the beginning of it because she, she was in developmental, but like her, her real NXT run. Yeah. Dang. NXT been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, and total form, yeah, but not in its current no. form. But I mean, because yeah. you Cause have... remember OVW transition, well, OVW proper transition into NXT. Yeah, because I when they went to, uh, they moved everything to Florida. I was like, yeah, you're not getting the same talent that you were getting out of OVW. I always felt that way. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just me being biased, but out of OVW. Well, then, yeah. I mean, the, the last major class. You know, that class that John Cena, RKO, uh, Brock Lesnar, Batista. Mm-hmm. I mean, whew, the hits keep on coming. I know we W back then. Not only that, uh, you had Shelton Benjamin. You, yep, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot about Shelton. You had a, a Charlie Haas. You had a lot of guys mm-hmm. come out of OVW at one time. And it was just like a crop of them that just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And, and what happened? They all exploded. Yeah. Hint, hint. Monday, two, two Mondays from now, same thing needs to happen. Lord knows, I know that we have Adam Cole, baby, going up against Velveteen Dream. Velveteen needs to get called up. Adam Cole and Undisputed Era needs to get called up. Like, really, they they need to – this is one of them times you need to call everybody to the bullpen. You're in. That's 15 balls being thrown to one batter, but who cares? <laughs> Everybody has to go. And guys like Matt Riddle and, and um, uh, oh, gosh, what's the, 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 the heavyweight guy that's dating Mia Yim? Oh, gosh. Reminds me of The Rock. I'm brain farting on him now probably because I've been – only following me again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. My Twitter feed is very select. Very select. Yeah, mine too. But, you know, a lot of those guys, it's their time to take NXT to the next level. You know, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, uh, Io Shirai, you know, a lot of those girls, everybody in the current class needs to come up. And I know that sounds crazy and ludicrous, but WWE proper needs all of that immediately because you have to have somewhere to go that is not a rubber match the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday after Raw. Oh, I'm sorry, after Mania. You, you, you can't, you cannot do it. it. It's You can't start your new year off with a few that's like who really cares. You know, I should be fast forwarding through anything. I shouldn't even be DVRing the Monday after Raw. That should be pure, unadulterated. It's like, you have a commercial break for what? 
the commercial should be about wrestling. That's how serious it needs to be. But that's just my opinion. Everybody would get called up. Then you rock it out with a superstar shakeup and balance it out. And then do like we talked about where it's a revolving door and it's three equal brands and everybody's bouncing back and forth with two women's tag team championships, uh-huh. two women's middle championships, another championship TV title or something, and uh, the 24-7 belt or whatever um, for the main roster to, to give something else to aspire to at a hardcore championship and on NXT or something. I mean, you know, it's more to be done. Or I would take a page from uh, old and do a six-man championship. Or, or, you know, where uh, you have teams of three battling it out and doing stuff like that in there. You know, all three. So you don't have to worry about a free bird rule. You've got it. That, that, That right there, that's old school. Mm-hmm. That is really old school. But, I mean, you know, shoot, why not? You're just adding more spice to the levels and the tiers of what's being um, what people are vying for. Hmm. Well, hey, you know, we we can only ride the wave at this point. It, it's pretty much everything is set in stone that's going to be set in stone. And then guess what? It's going to be controlled by VKM all the way up into showtime seven days from now at WrestleMania. This time, seven days from now, Vince McMahon is still making final decisions on who's going to win between Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Guaranteed. It's going to be what's best for business, what makes the most sense, but more importantly, which one is going to generate the most T-shirt sales, which one is going to generate the most residuals? Who's going to have the best interview on Good Morning America or the Today Show, wherever they're flying to after WrestleMania uh, in, a, in a corporate jet? That's what's really going to determine what's going to happen. And then how am I going to parlay that success six months to a year out? So that way we're, we're having another payoff at SummerSlam and then we're having another payoff at Survivor Series, and then boom, we're talking Roy Rumble WrestleMania again. That whole thought process is happening at 12.44 in the morning on WrestleMania Day. And all throughout, until your match is done, then your match is set in stone. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk is actually in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal as we're talking about that. Wouldn't be surprising to me either. Would not be surprised at all. So now we get to the final segment of this week's show. I'll go home of the go home. Well, hold on. Before we jump into that, don't we need to take a break? Do we have another commercial break? We got one more break before we book it. We got one break. Did we miss that? Yeah, we gotta it- we gotta run out and pay these bills, man. I thought we was paying, uh, um, you know, uh, Great Nicotero and the boys of the Walking Dead. Was that a commercial? No, that was his, <laughs> that was his great conversation there. <laughs> I thought we were paying eighty for a second. It's like, oh, sorry, guys. Well, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to uh, put that out there. Hey, A and E, 
free press. We 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 just want a little bit, just a just a little something. Yeah. This 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 Hardwick put us on the show. Have us call in. <laughs> what did you guys think? I think that I miss Kristen Serratos and her sex. Is she really pregnant? No. I can change that. So commercial break at that point. <laughs> Jesus day. <laughs> Jesus day. Jesus day. I know, man. Like what? Yeah, like I know, Lord. You can't be saying that around some some old women because they get into all the church. So Lord, Lord, <laughs> Lord, glory. But he rose on the third day. Like no, he didn't. He's still dead. They cut him in the head. <laughs> like, what the hell is you talking about, son? Oh, walking dead. <laughs> but not only that, Tara, Enid, the highwaymen. Him. Yeah, I know, man. And I liked them too. When they rode in, like, oh man, it was man. And they 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 was they they all fought to the end. I mean Sadiq all lived. They wanted was a movie. That was it. They should have killed him. Why that fool live? They couldn't let Enid live, man. That's Carl's girl. But you know what? I Dang. wonder how in the world did Sadiq live through all of that? You think he's a sleeper? Uh no, nah, he been around him too long. And Carl vouched for him, so I don't think they're gonna make Carl look like a uh, like 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 an idiot by you know saying Sadiq is the the mole. He's the plant. Man, <clears throat> I really wish that old girl when she went up there and dropped the, that full circle thing with the the hilltop token down at, at Henry's post. I really, I was like. All I want to hear her say is kill them all. That's all I was like. And he didn't do that. Like, oh, that had been like the, the, the rallying cry. And Daryl would be like, yep. <laughs> Just kill them all. <laughs> Man. Man. <sighs> all right, we got to go commercial. Yeah, so we have flashback. Yeah, because then, uh, you know what? Once this episode's done, I'm going. Back to watch that. It's on the DVR, so I'm going back Don't to watch. You watch that again, man. No, you cannot watch that again. I don't know how you could do that, man. I watched it twice Sunday. Oh man, I feel like I just lost Lee on the Walking Dead game, and I'm Clementine right now. It's like, oh my god, Lee, <laughs> Lee, you, Lee. You know something? And I cut my arm off. Why, you, Lee? You know something? Was that man? I bought Walking Dead Chapter One for Xbox 360. For my sons for Christmas, mm-hmm. I bought that uh, Wolfenstein and something else. Mm. BJ Blazkowicz. Wolfenstein was a waste of money because it took up. I had eleven gigabytes on <laughs> my Xbox in memory, and it took up nine and a half of that eleven. I said, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do this." Oh my gosh! So yeah, I, I took that back, got my money back for that. Um. And 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 the history of me gaming, which is almost close to thirty years, I've only taken back two games to get my money back, and that's EverQuest and Wolfenstein. Hmm. Only two games I ever took back to get my money back because I was disappointed. But I played Chapter One, and I played it Christmas night into the twenty sixth, and I beat it in the afternoon of the twenty sixth. I went out to GameStop, which was open right before they closed, and got Chapter 2. I sat down. I beat Chapter 2 in under three hours. And couldn't. this was before Chapter 3 came out, so I couldn't wait. 
yeah, that's an addictive game. And every time a new chapter comes out, my oldest daughter buys me a new chapter so I can sit down and play. Did you cry when Lee died, man? I was hurt. Spoiler alert. I was hurt. Spoiler alert. I was I hurt. I was like, you can't. We've been through too yeah. much. Too much. We've been through the last nine hours together. You can't do this to me. Too much. And then the full circle thing, I, I won't spoil that, but, you know, when it all came back around, you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was done. Done. Then the second one with Kenny. Yeah. Man. Man. I think I was really messed up when they had to kill Duck. Yeah. And those decisions were, were crucial, man. And it's like, I, I can't go back and replay the game because it was as emotionally draining as the show. I, I'll agree with you there. I, I can't. Once I beat him, like, what you going to trade? I can't. I'm done. My, my experience is my experience. I don't care about trying a different outcome. I cannot emotionally make those decisions again because they were too real. Too real. And then the best part about it, they take your decisions and they carry them over to the next game. Mm-hmm. And oh, what, which one was was it chapter one or chapter two that had the extra games that led over into the next season? I think it was two. I think it was. I played all of those two under three hours. Mm-hmm. I, I that game is addicting. Yeah, there is a Game of Thrones one that's made by Telltale. Uh, I have it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to play it. Because, I mean, not that Telltale makes bad games, but at the same time, I'm like, I know the level of intricacy that I would want to experience with Game of Thrones. And you're not playing as one of the main characters, but you interact with all the main characters as told from the beginning of the show. So like, uh, if I get the reason why somebody dies that didn't die, I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. One day I may actually give it a shot, but I don't know. Let's pay this commercial bill. Yeah, come back with the last and, segment, and we'll uh, get you to uh, devise something. <laughs> oh boy, let me get my mind right. Stay tuned. Be right back with book it. And just like, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and just like uh, an ex that you can't get rid of, we're back. <laughs> oh my god! And just to throw one other hot off the press tidbit in, uh, it has been uh, officially announced that the Joker will be voicing Chucky in the new Child's Play movie. Or should I say, it's been just hot off the press announced that Luke Skywalker will be voicing Chucky in the new Child's Play movie. <laughs> that has not just to hear Mark Hamill be Chucky. Man, I can't wait. You know I what? I wait. I agree with that because I, I mean, if you've never seen it, you can Google it. Uh, Mark Hamill reading 45 tweets in the Joker's voice. Mm-hmm. 
He's done a lot of stuff, man, in the Joker's voice. But speaking of that, who's your favorite Batman? Why not? Might as well just ask the question. Favorite Batman? Well, top top three. We'll do top three. Okay, top three. Uh, it's, it's hard to pick a favorite. And my, oh, one to three. Number three, Christian Bale. Number two, Michael Keaton. Number one, I'll always be Adam West. I respect that. I respect that. I'm not going to lie to you. I have to agree with that. And I, now, I mean, Adam West is the one that got me hooked on the roll. So, yeah, I agree. And Michael Keaton was Batman and Bruce Wayne, you know, of the 80s. And Christian Bale is of the modern era who needs to be in the Justice League movies. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Now, like Ben Affleck, sorry. But Christian Bale, they should have cut him a big enough check and put him in. And Justice League would be an entirely different movie. Well, you know, uh, he had a problem with the suit. It gave him migraines. Yeah, there's an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Downey Jr. ain't having no migraines. He's been in a suit for a long time. No, and I don't think, even though... Tony Stark is supposed to pass the torch off. I don't think don't anybody... say them negative things. No. But I mean, in the comics, he did pass the torch off. Yeah, I know. But nobody else can play Iron Man in the movies but Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. And even if we have um, you know, Batman Beyond, Michael Keaton could play old man Batman. Agreed. But now who would play Terry McManus? I don't know. That's a, hey man. We I, found I, we found Tom Holland out of nowhere. So that that's just you know it is what it is. That's just a character that you just do somebody that can cast right, and you're good to go. That's like who would you cast as a, a live action Miles Morales? You just got to do some right casting. Mm. But you know when you're casting that epic role of you know old man Batman, there's only one. Sorry, Ben Affleck, it's not you. You know when you're casting what I, I consider the best of all the Spider-Man, Peter Parkers that we've had. Tom Holland is number one. Tobey Maguire would be number two. Garfield would be number three. I'm sorry. That, that's just, man. And the writing for Tom Holland would be number zero. <laughs> in reference huh. to doing in sequential order. Uh, yes, <laughs> that number comes before one. The writing was amazing. So that, that just made it even better. His delivery, I mean, if you close your eyes and w- listen to the cartoon or anything else, that is what you would expect to hear. Spider-Man sound like, act like, the cadence, everything. That was that was Spider-Man that we had in Civil War and, and uh, Avengers. It was amazing. But now we've got to talk about Book It. And the Book It segment, not last little bit, before we let you guys go and and get mentally prepared for The Walking Dead and WrestleMania week and everything that's going on. And we mentally prepare for all the sports entertainment and wrestling and wrestling and everything else in between that we'll talk about. And probably The Walking Dead may have to have our own talking dead. Who knows? Uh, But Book It is a segment where we take turns this week. It is KG's week. And I will ask him a question. He doesn't know what it is. And it'll be his job to 
book the action and, and the scenario and the development of the story between now and the end date that I give him. So, are you ready, my friend? Yes, sir. It's WrestleMania week. We got a long week, so I'm going to make this easy. I'm going to give you a seven-day stretch starting from live event tomorrow up into WrestleMania. I want you to book for me. The funny thing is there's so many different options. I want you to book for me, and I know he's going to be there on Monday for Raw. In D.C., by the way. But I want you to book for me from tomorrow to Mania how Batista can change the dynamic of the match with Triple H from an emotional standpoint. We've He's already beat down Ric Flair. So just give you a little bit of framework to go forward in thinking and I'll give you a little bit more time to get prepared. Uh, like I said, we got a house show tomorrow somewhere. Monday night, Raw. But we've also got a Hall of Fame, which Triple H and DX will be involved in. And then you have the Mania match himself with Triple H. How do we go to get him so like Vicky Guerrero level heat? What would you set up? Okay. Starting from the house. Now you can use house shows as uh, sort of a testing, proving ground thing. See what would go over. But starting tomorrow, I, I would make sure that Batista's everywhere that this road to WrestleMania for WrestleMania week hits. And it started off Monday. I, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, anybody that listens to us here on the WrestleManiacs presented by Sideline Junkies know I love to do throwbacks to the Attitude Era. I would have him kidnap Stephanie Monday. Yeah. So, go from kidnapping Stephanie Monday to him pretty much holding her hostage. And, mm-hmm. of course, no one knows where, she's at, where she is. Hunter's looking for her, can't find her. The end of Raw on Monday, they put a, you know, put it on the Titan Tron that he's holding her and he'll he'll give her back to Hunter in exchange for Hunter's career. So I mean that's a good way to start the heat. But then it goes from there to you interjecting everyone from DX on Tuesday. So you got all of DX coming. Um you got Vince McMahon, Ric Flair, even pleading with him to let Stephanie go. Hmm. So just when they think they figured it out where he is, 
it's not going to happen. But then it goes even bigger because Hunter goes home. The kids aren't there either. I mean, the baby, the baby's got to start in the business. So that that's the introduction of the children to the family business. So you go to Tuesday, and as as SmackDown goes off on Tuesday, they show Stephanie sit. She's taped to a chair in a dark room with nothing but a spotlight over top of her. And just to show that Batista's not working alone, Randy Orton's right there with him. Mm. Mm. So, you know, we, we, we know in recent months how sadistic Orton can get. So it doesn't stop on SmackDown. In this age of social media, you got Batista releasing videos on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook Live videos. I mean, this is, you take every single aspect, every avenue that you can take hold to, and you use it. You use it to build up this feud for Sunday. And in each video, he, he he's constantly asking about having a hunter's attention. And, you know, he lists everything that he's ever done to him, how he's stolen the spotlight from him constantly. When it comes Sunday and I own your career, you can have your wife back. You can have your kids back. But not until Sunday. And it, I mean, these videos are just coming out sporadic. And it, social media period just blowing up. Even when it comes to Saturday, DX going into the Hall of Fame. Hunter's even distracted then. As DX is presented and inducted, Batista walks across the stage with the slow clap. And they got to kind of sort of restrain Hunter. Nobody knows Honestly, is it a work? Is it a shoot? Nobody knows. It's it's borderlining and it's it has blurred the line of kayfabe so much. But it's created so much heat and but so much of a buzz social media wise, uh, uh wrestling wise, wrestling community, wrestling universe wise, that everybody's talking about it. You got it being talked about on FS1. You got it being talked about on ESPN everybody's picking up on it and it's just so much traction then come Sunday when Triple H comes down of course I'm sure that he's going to come down to uh, King of Kings it's no other way he can come down the ramp but to King of Kings on Sunday and when he hears Batista's music, he's ready. He's got DX behind him. 
he's ready, but Batista never comes out. He's got Steph, he's got the kids, and he's putting them into a car. And the car kind of sort of reminiscent of uh, Goldust versus um, Rowdy Piper. That whole car chase thing that ended up at the arena. The car pulls up at the arena. Batista gets out. And, you know, it's a no-holds-bars match. So immediately when Hunter sees the car pull up, he takes off out the ring. DX is behind him. He's running to the parking lot. As he gets to the parking lot, Batista's coming in the WWE semi-truck, and he smashes the car. You know, he gets out. He's laughing. He finds it absolutely funny. Hunter's, like, ready to go right then and there. Stephanie and the kids, they're off safe. You know, they 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 take the chairs off safe somewhere and they get it on the parking garage. And I mean they're going for it, blow for blow. Uh it it's all gonna end with Batista getting pedigreed on the roof of a car. One, two, three, triple H wins. But it doesn't stop there. Come Monday. It, it kind of boils over into the uh, Raw after WrestleMania. And it just kind of sort of keeps going with a cat and mouse game, kind of. Just to keep everybody interested. Okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. Pal, give KG a chance. Man. I'm I'm trying to I'm pulling that man, from we in the show. deep in the bow now. Just tell them where they can hear us, man. <laughs> for, real, <laughs> for real, real talk. That was wow. That was a that's a showstopper right there. That now you know even the ending with the pedigree on a on a, the roof of the car. All I can think about is old school SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah. Like, yep. We ended it with that right there. Worlds collide. Well, of course you can hear us right here on Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media, Sideline Junkies on Twitter and Instagram, on um, geez, on uh, Facebook, Sideline Junkies, colon, Podcasts. And then, you know, we got sidelinejunkies.com and then sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com is the email. Anytime you want to hit us up. Yep. And since uh, KG just killed the book it segment, I guess it's my job to tell you about what's happening for Mania Week starting on Thursday at 9 p.m. or so. We'll be uh, doing a show covering... All the things for Raw, SmackDown Live, NXT, all of them have their go-home shows. We're going to call it the Super Show, where we're going to have pretty much a roundtable of discussion covering all of these shows leading up to Mania. And then we're also going to do our WrestleMania picks 
and see what the dealio is going to be on Thursday. On Friday, we'll be doing a reaction show to NXT TakeOver. On Saturday, we'll be reacting to China getting into the Hall of Fame, along with all the other Hall of Famers. On Sunday, immediately after WrestleMania, we'll be covering the ins, the outs, the craziness, how much we enjoyed it. It's going to be insane. Then, it's Happy New Year, WWE, because we're going to be talking on Monday night about what happened on Raw, and then on Tuesday, we'll be doing the recap show and our reaction to what happened on SmackDown. So it's going to be extra, extra cray-cray, extra fun, and I cannot wait for us to get into all things wrestle and mania. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Hey, I just want to thank you, man. I'm going to go to bed tonight hoping that tomorrow starts off on Twitter with what you gave us for booking. I, I hope so, too, because I, like I said, I had to pull that from the bowels of Dingo. I had to really pull that. But hey, that would put it on the level of Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda in the main event. It would put it on the level of Kofi versus DB. I mean, that would put everybody emotionally invested into how crazy that would be. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it definitely would. So I just, I'm, I'm hoping that it lives up to the hype. So it could be if they follow the blueprint that KG just gave, man. And you can only get those blueprints, courtesy of the sideline jumpers. So with that being said, that's all our time. Be back tomorrow afternoon slash evening with the Sunday rise. So until then, Sideline Junkies, WrestleManiacs, and we out of here. Super Show! This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.